My name is Sam Ross. This is the brother at the bar on Instagram. This is for the guy with the hoodie and the Air Force Ones. I'm like, yo, this is like some cool shit. Guess what? That's when the conversation started to happen. This is Pass the Drink Podcast. Let's go, shit. Let's go. This is the brother at the bar, Pass the Drink Podcast. We've been talking shit already. I just hit the record button. I ain't even gonna fuck around right now. I got Afro Beer Chick. Um, you all, you know her. You follow her. She's been tearing it down on Instagram, on Twitter for show. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm always down to talk shit and drink beer. That's right. This Chick Talks Beer Podcast. I've been listening all this week. This Beer Talks Beer Podcast. This Chick Talks Beer. <laughs> <laughs> we twisted already. <laughs> yeah, we like three beers in, y'all. <laughs> we three beers in. Like for everybody who's been uh, following or listening, you know, two beer talk. We three beer talk and started. So Afro Beer Chick, this chick talks beer podcast. Um, a mentor of mine, someone gives me inspiration to do what I do every day. Um, when I when I hit those hashtags, I make sure that they uh they say I am craft beer, and I make sure that they uh are of quality and of standard of the people that I admire as far as this craft beer shit. But all oh, that shit is sad. What's going on? Oh, you know, just living life. You know, drinking beer, bourbon, trying to get through the day. So, what does life partake of now? Like um. Man, I've been working from home since March, and I love it. So right now, I may go into the office like once every two weeks, which is cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. So hopefully my job will let me continue that on. But other than that, you know, I've been doing, you know, of course, this chick talks beer and my Afro beer chick stuff. Then I got I still have a 15-year-old at home. I got the crazy dog to go along with it. Then I just kicked up a whole nother podcast. So I've just been kind of keeping myself busy. Well, uh What's the dog's name? Marley? Riley. Riley. Like, like Riley, North Carolina. Riley. He's an asshole. So yeah, he's yeah I'm, a, I'm a fan of the dog. What, um, what breed is he? He's a full bred uh, golden retriever. So, like, on my personal page, I post these videos of us cur- literally cursing each other out. Like, yeah, I'm cursing out my dog. I love him, but I'm cursing him out. So, yeah, we, we, we get into it. What other podcasts you got going on right now? Um, so outside of Ch- this chick talks beer that I upload on Thursdays, my husband and I we just started a whole nother podcast. So it was so funny because last weekend we were sitting there, we were drinking. I was like, "Hey, it'll be dope if we had a a bourbon podcast." Because you know he does his own thing in beer, then I have my own lane in beer. I said we could come together on this, and then ten minutes later, I had secured the domain. We were setting up, you know, social media accounts. So this one is called The Neat Poor. And we just uploaded the first podcast today on The Neat Poor um, on the Twitter today. Okay, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Mm, I'm going to have to listen to you on that. I've been listening all week, and I'm, I'm definitely a fan of what's going on. So I'm not going to bullshit what's going on. Um, you are a very outspoken voice this week as far as black podcasters black content create content creators as far as this craft beer industry we are a small group we are growing every day um and you are one of the first voices and one of the loudest voices out there and most of um 
industry, I'm looking towards people like you. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you saying? And I've noticed you've been coming off very, uh, very Harvey, very South side, very <laughs> South, South side to the South side. Like, Harvey yeah, world. Yeah. Like don't, don't like, don't run up in my inbox. I, I mess with who I mess with. So I'm gonna give you like five minutes. Like really, I'm gonna let you talk your shit. And what, and, and what, what behind your, your, your comments? You know, so for me, I am who I am is, is, what, what you see is what you get. How you see me off of, on social media is what you're going to get off of social media. I don't change for shit. So people have been telling me, oh, play it safe, protect your brand. You think about your brand first. Honestly, to be with everything going on, I had to tell them, fuck my brand. Because I'm a black woman first. So I, what what is the purpose of me having this platform if I'm not, or I'm too scared to voice my opinion because I want to appease the masses? I have black daughters, I have black husbands, I have ne black nephews, friends, all that. So I have got to speak my piece. So I've had people to, you know, run up in my inbox and trying to school me as to how I should handle myself. But I'm not trying to hear any of that. It's just so much going on. And, you know, even before this has kind of kicked off, I've, I have been vocal, but not to this magnitude. Because I'm at the point where I'm just tired. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of my people going through it. You know, I'm tired of feeling like we have to beg for scraps just to be acknowledged. We're not asking for special treatment. We're asking to just be treated like human beings. So it's unfortunate that it takes a black death for us to, for the world to finally realize like, man, they really been going through it. And it's been going on. It's been going on for, for centuries. The only difference is social media has been boosting it. So, it's like if I don't speak up now and my daughters are looking at me, they're, you know, two young black women. I have a, my oldest daughter, she's in the Air Force. And now she's starting to see what the world is like. And my fifth year, and I've said this before, and I'm going to keep repeating myself. The realest thing for me, like my 15-year-old daughter, she came to me and she was like, Mom, you can teach me everything right. And I can do everything right when, when it comes to police. But because of, but because of the color of my skin, that does not guarantee that I'm going to come make it home. And that's facts for a young black girl to know that. And it also affects young black men for them to know that. So I have got to, you know, I got to, I got to put that shit expose people. Very true. Um, yes. You spoke of uh, your daughter that's in the air force. You told me, uh, well, I'm a fan. So I've listened to your other podcasts. You told me that's the one that's more, she's, really outspoken and she has like she's the one that has the the voice like yours and the tone like yours and how concerned you are about these young black voices especially within the military mm -hmm. because guess what they're those two are at odds right now it may seem it may seem to the outside world so just know that when you mentioned that yo my daughter's outspoken like me she's in the military that outside of this podcast that, you know, I was concerned about that as well. Mm -hmm. And just tell the young lady that just, you know, there are people in your friends, in your community, we have her back and we just w wishing her well as she serves and comes back. But, yo, these breweries, they speak, they speak, they speak, they put that black fucking square up and, you know, put the black square up and they put the black lives matters up. And, um, 
we're supposed to accept that, right? <laughs> I I mean, here's the thing: is as as I have come to learn when I first started Afro Bear Check three years ago, and I started seeing all the. First of all, when I first started, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought this industry was all about community and love and all, you know, and all that beautiful stuff. But now after being in it for, you know, now mind you, I've been in the industry for like 10 years, but to dwell more into it, I'm seeing that there are a lot of undercover issues. So when I started speaking of diversity and inclusion and, you know, trying to get every, get my people included so they can grow and be successful as well. um, I noticed that, now, if not any other time, a lot of breweries use that title as a trend to make them look good. And that's the part now I am so pissed off about. I have been saying this long before we got to this point that I don't want to see diversity and inclusion as a trend because we all know what happened with social media trends. They come and they go. So when shit like this happens, when it's time for you to step up, now you want to be quiet. A black square is not going to stop racism. A black square is not going to speak up or change or reform, you know, policies for us. A black square is not going to stop a racist white cop from shooting the next black person. Hell, Rashad just got killed in Atlanta. I just got, that's crazy. You know, and the first thing you want to say, oh, well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, here is my thing where people say, oh, well, he, he, he broke a law. Yeah, he did. But where does it give the police to shoot a man in the back? He was embarrassed. Those cops was embarrassed. I'm just exactly. going to put it like that, dude. Buddy, buddy whooped their ass, took the gun from them, you know. A taser. A taser. A taser. Pointed taser. He embarrassed them, you know. So, and it's caught on camera. And like you say, everything's on phone now. And it's just, it's just, this is the perfect storm for all this shit. And it's like, so, we have, like, in my notes, I'm looking down. It's like, what do these breweries need to do? And I, I took some notes, mm-hmm. and then I said, and I said, now I'm gonna flip the script, and I said, uh, so this was I was really thinking. So I got Afro Beer Chick, <laughs> uh, one of the founders of uh, this uh, whole uh, this whole black podcasters thing, and I thought about what do we need to be doing as black content creators, black podcasters black drinkers what are we doing what are we doing are we holding these breweries accountable like who are you hey bro who are you lining yourself with up are you are you lining yourself up with people that just give you fucking free Mm t-shirts are you lining up yourself with people that want to advance what you drinking you know what i'm saying fucking founders send me a bunch of shit oh fuck founders but were they real no or I know what the fuck it is. It's a real estate grab. Mm-hmm. You come into the fucking west side, south side, mm-hmm. about to start coming to Harvey and Phoenix too. Why? Oh, hell yeah. Because of those fucking uh, factories. Yeah. And you come get these factories. You put a brewery in here and you say, oh, 
not to steal anyone's thing, but oh, we love where we brew. Right. But is there a black face working in your brewery? Are you inviting the neighborhood in? Are you inviting the kids in to like paint old kegs and whiskey bot barrels and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. So who are who are you aligning yourself with? Like I put that self on me, brother at the bar. Who are you working with? Right. So for me, you know, when we talk about what black the black beer industry can do, um, and somebody made a very, very good point. You know, one thing about the black beer community, for the most part, is 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 in, we're inclusive. But however, we've got to stop that. We create our own table, and then we invite other people in, and then we're not in, really invited to theirs. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why are we the ones always extending the olive branch? For us... Yes, there has to be community. We have to have that unity. We have to support one, if not, and we have got to support one another. I'm not just saying, I'm not here now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you got, if you are a black brewery and you make a shitty beer, I'm, don't think I'm not going to talk about your shitty beer. You know, I'm going to give you some straight up criticism, some real criticism, like, look, you need to go and grow. But however, we need to step up to the plate. Because if we don't do it for ourselves, they're not going to do it for us either. And it's just an opportunity, like myself included, uh, self-learning experience. Like, like you can go back and uh, and you can go back and check these, not even check them, just go back to the breweries that you're working with or want to work with or want to work with you. Right. And, um, like, my, my buddy's. Shalanda White's been saying all week. Yeah, drop the government, y'all. <laughs> yeah, shit, drop the government your name. shit got dropped all week. I've been My listening to you all name. week. Oh, Lord Jesus. You so, know, I may have warrants. Let me warn. Let me stop. <laughs> but like, like, like my, like my good friend, my, um, one of my mentees, or mentors or whatever, rather, uh, has been saying like, what's the receipt? Okay. Where's the receipts? What are you guys doing? Okay, we made a beer for black culture inclusive. Well, who got paid for it? Did who got you paid? get paid for it? Did, did you keep all the money? Did the brewers get paid? I'm about to sip on did, like, are they getting paid? <laughs> Can I say this, Sam? Let me say this. <laughs> Let me word this correctly. If you are a brewery that has worked with black brewers and you have uh, collected profit off of that brewery, I mean, not off of those black brewers and they did it for you for charity and you collected the profit, then you full of shit. That's fucked up. Well, now's the time for breweries to correct their wrongs mm-hmm. to um, give it's a chance to step up for them to donate to like they guess what everyone they just now saw that they were privileged and then like and we were non-privileged it's a hard look in the mirror and um are you not, really looking though that's the question it's a hard look in the mirror they're probably looking off side eye mm-hmm. but it's a hard look in the mirror if you throw a check without action they're not really looking and then it's like where did like guess what 
Black Lives Matter has a lot of money. Guess what? Maybe I want my uh, my check or my donation to be sent to what's the brother name on Facebook? Chris Jackson. Mm-hmm. Let's get all the black kids jobs mm-hmm. and go out of this way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, was it my block, my hood, Chicago? Mm-hmm. Guess what? They got a lot of fucking money, and people are gonna give them a lot of money. But guess what? My brothers down at B Love and Honey, but um, teaching those brothers when they get out of jail how to become beekeepers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, don't just hit like just when they ask, "Hey, black brewers," I mean, uh, black content creators. When they ask you where the money go- going to, find a small place that needs the money. That's true. Don't just like. Just don't jump on the Black Lives Matter uh, thing. It's popular and it's needed. And guess what? It's it's what's needed in these times and it's what's right. But, like, there are other places that need. Like, guess what? I'm a friend of, we're going to get into this later, but I'm a friend, uh, a fan of the I Am Your Neighbor Foundation. Okay. So guess what? They just give away meals to people that are in the neighborhood. That's you don't cool. have to be a you don't have to be a frontliner. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a uh, a police officer. You don't have to be a nurse. They just give away, and they and they are in tune with a lot of bars and things like that. And I've been donating to them, you know. So I've been pushing people, and like even with Ralph, because you know they re released I'm the uh, freedom of expression, and when they put the I am craft beer hashtag on the can. So when they hit me up and say, hey, what's your charity of choice? Now, I did push them to the Chicago Bond Fund because I don't want to see people locked up, you know, especially those who've been out protesting. And because I have been trying, I've been bailing people out like constantly. Like, that's my beer funds right there. <laughs> so I've been pushing, like, look, they need the money to help bond, you know, these people out. And they, they don't just bond protesters out. And that's the thing. It's like, it's a people who are also in need because we, our justice system is completely screwed up. Speaking of screwed up, my last guest was Patrick Doig from uh, Half Acre Beer Company. He left us some beers that we are drinking right now. This is a craft beer mm-hmm. podcast. And we are drinking beer, hates astronauts. And this is like their their taproom beer is so fucking fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't have no... 10 year old fucking style for you afro beard shit because that's, that's okay. the standard you are accustomed to wait, uh, wait a minute hold on hold on i'm not bougie with my beard only when it comes to porters i don't really fuck with porters so like we've been talking about uh we've been talking about what these breweries need to do as um our our fellow peers are listening what our our fellow black content creators and craft brew people what we need to be doing we need to be checking the receipts on these these breweries now now as far as just we've been sitting at home drinking washing our fucking hands anybody who listens to this understands (laughs) i make a point to say wash your fucking hands at least twice in this fucking podcast man so we've been home we've been washing our hands and we've been drinking responsibly 
No, I haven't been doing the responsible. I have. I, I haven't. Have. I still. I be, hey, my boss is listening. Look, you know, I be out. I'm off the clock, so I can be they're nice. I can barely make them from my couch to the bedroom. So nope. I look. Shout out to the bosses. <laughs> I will be at work at eight o'clock tomorrow, passing out that fresh, you know what. So, <laughs> yo, we've been at home. We ain't had nothing to do but do us, do other people, man, other people's business, drink <laughs> other people's beers, drink our beers. So this is uh, the point that we usually get into after the show, but we got into the after show shit before the show. <laughs> if you follow the fuck along. So this is Two Beer Talk. So we're going to talk about the heroes and the villains of this pandemic. Who are the heroes and the villains of this pandemic? It could be pop culture. It could be beer related. It could be socially related. It could just be off of the top of the head. There is no wrong or right answer. Um, if I get the same villain as you, guess what? You have it for a different reason or we can have the same or the same reason. So I'm going to go start off with the first hero of this drinking craft beer pandemic has to be Joe Exotic from Tiger King. (laughs) Why? Why? Because Joe Exotic was the first person that took our fucking minds off of this like that like when tiger king first came that's when uh covid first came that's when the rona first came we had all these misinformation and everyone was scared and then like we were all sitting at home watching netflix and guess what this fucking dude pops up and he's like pink fucking gun slinging he got two husbands and shit you know i still never even watched that man but I, but you know who he is though i mean because facebook what the and, fuck? because mm. of facebook and twitter like the name pop up but i've i've not watched not a second of that what we gonna do is i think we got some boldness left shout out to half fake we got some no we ain't sending you home with no boating but uh we got some boldness left and we're gonna we're going to watch uh, Tiger King. It was absolutely, it was the first thing that fucking took my mind off of the fucking pandemic. Joe Exotic. Well, for my heroes, you know, of course, out of sight of the first responders in our life, for this pandem- pandemic is our bourbon and whiskey distilleries because my bar has grown significantly under COVID. I have... Before this started, I had maybe one bottle of bourbon, maybe like one and a half. Now I have like 15 bottles. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to bounce back off of that. One of my heroes of the pandemic is the breweries and the distilleries that have been making hand sanitizer. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, like um, I know Cobalt, Ryan Hall. I know Goose Island. Um all the all the breweries, uh, I think Oak Park Oak Park Brewery out mm-hmm. there, just donating their unused beer brew, beer that they have brewed, and the distilleries going out. Ch Distillery, the makers of Malort, all my Chicago people, Malort. Malort is horrible. Malort's the shit. Malort is gross as fuck. It's like as a kid. Drinking on that nasty ass cough syrup that yo you did not want to take as a kid. 
CH Distillery. We're going to be in contact. Sorry, love, CH, but that shit is horrible. Fuck with my lord. But, like, mm. but all of the breweries and the distilleries that have been taking time out of their schedule and their production to make hand sanitizer, um, Thornton Distillery out there where we're from. <gasps> Man, have you had that pecan whiskey? No, I have not. Man. I knew you was going to say that fucking but, shit. Yes. I, I knew you was going to say Let me tell you. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so let me tell you how I came across them. So I was taking my daughter <laughs> out to a friend of hers in uh, South Holland, and I didn't feel like chilling with my mama because she was going to be sitting on the couch watching Hallmark movies. I said, I need to go drink. This is before COVID had happened. So I was like, man, I'm looking up. Now, mind you, I'm from that. I'm from that hood. I'm from Country Club Hills. I'm from Phoenix and Harvey. And it was like, throwing distillery? Where the hell? Are you kidding me? They had a distillery like two blocks from where I was at. So I went, slid through. Nice spot. Old school. A lot of history. And that... Pecan, which is so funny because this morning in my coffee, I put some, in my Ethiopian coffee, I put a little bit of vanilla, some cinnamon, and some of that pecan whiskey in it. Ooh, that just sounds great. That sounds great. So, yeah, just so all of the liquor, uh, the breweries and distilleries that have uh, been going making hand sanitizer for, and at first uh, they were just, Donating to the first responders, but like thanks to all the distilleries that actually had it for sale, you know, understand like people actually needed this stuff. It was running out, and just for for them to actually put it on market for people to buy it, and it wasn't like price price gouged out. It was actually at a great price. So I want to thank them. So give me a villain. Give me a villain of this pandemic. Who fucking like disappointed you? Who um. Who was like fucked up? Who was like stank? All these damn, all the fucking quiet breweries who act like they don't, they want to be quiet. Here's the thing. For me, when it comes to the silence, when it comes to the racial tensions that was going on, if you were consistently quiet about other social issues, I can respect that. But if you opt out of all the ones to remain quiet now, fuck you. Those are the villains for me. My villain is uh, people increasing the spike of the COVID. <laughs> and this goes, look, this goes to every race, every class, every age. I don't care if you was for them, throwing a party Man. in the crib out west. You was wrong. Man. I don't care if you was Becky and Jenny Becky and y'all was doing fucking yoga. In Lincoln Park, up north. So, oh, wait, the villain, villains, all the motherfuckers that's walking around with no damn mask. <laughs> oh, wearing this shit under your nose or some shit. What the hell? Like, dude, and they're just, like, I, even when I was coming up here, <laughs> coming up here, coming down here, because I'm a writer's part, coming down to you guys, um, I'm just seeing people walking around casually with no damn mask, no nothing. Like, fuck you. This shit is still going around. It's not, it didn't magically just go away. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is anyone, people increasing the spike. Now, let's go back to a hero. Um, check this out. I'm a prodigal child, you know. So. That's why I just said my mama, too. I'm a prodigal child, so I done put myself in a lot of bad situations. I done worked a lot of jobs I haven't had to work, you know what I'm saying, 
or I've taken a lot of humble jobs. And guess what? What? The people that people are dogging out on Facebook two to three years ago are now the heroes of the fucking pandemic. I want to shout out to all the CNAs, all the grocery store workers, all the cashiers, all the dishwashers, all of the local truck drivers, our friends that um, work at uh, Mariano's, work at grocery stores, work at Whole Foods, and, like, it was very um, rough for them to go to work. Guess what? Like, a lot of people got to work at home. They got the option of Zoom, and, like, and I'm not, I'm, like, and I got friends that are managers, and they're just, like, not just, like, all college kids, and, like, oh, I can just get another job. My dad gave me some money. Like, no, these people, like, got kids and are nursing students and, uh, working their way through college. Shout out, Rebecca. Um, and it was very scary for them. So, like, two, three years ago, like, people were dogging out CNAs on CNAs and grocery store workers. Like, now nah, these are the heroes of the pandemic, and I salute you. You know what? I've always saluted them. My thing is a hard work job is a respectable job. And for me, like, when, like, my grandparents got sick and it was CNAs that had to do the dirty work for them, like, I mean, I had to help as well. I was like, man, y'all got my mad respect because I probably would have quit or got fired my first freaking day. Um, even, you know, you know, store clerks, again, having to deal with the public with doing this, this nonsense, and especially when you could come across those entitled people who think they're above any anybody and everybody because they don't want to wear a mask or whatever. So they've always had my respect. So most definitely. Even, oh, and, it, and 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 the parents who had to become a stay-at-home teachers. Now y'all realizing how bad as hell y'all kids are. Bad as hell. <laughs> teachers better get apples on the first day of school. Even though even though I'm not in Atlanta right now, shout out to Monday Night uh, Garage, Monday Night Brewery, because they were giving out um, uh Beer to the CNAs and nurses and things like that nature. Uh, Great Central also they was doing two, they were doing like four packs for like two dollars or something like that. Damn, they still doing that for like. My, no, we got to be a nurse or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> okay, well, fine. What can I go in there and buy some beer for some nurses? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So that's a hero for me. Uh, I also got a villain. I'm gonna come back with a wait, villain. Wait, wait, wait. Look. And shouts out to the Instacart drivers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to get up to them, too. Like. Yeah, because for somebody like me who was ordering her booze, um, for the most part, I didn't want to go, especially, well, in the earlier stages, I didn't want to go out. So, yeah, shouts out to them bringing me, like, five bottles of bourbon at one time, <laughs> risking their their lives to bring me my bourbon. And I, I appreciate that, and that's why I tip so well. Right. Shout out to the Instacart drivers, to the people that's delivering the liquor. Shout out to the caviar drivers, everyone who has delivered. You know, I'm getting all the fucking on my shit. Shout out to everybody who's delivered a growler or a crowler or Harold's 83 Honey Ale. You know, so a villain of let's get like let's get back into it. Trump. Uh, I got that was the number one. That's the one number. That's the number one thing I got on my fucking. I knew we were going to agree on that. And that's not 
does not avoid that. Like, it is what it is. We don't like you. We're not for you. We're not for fucking what you're about. As I drink this, beer hates astronauts. Uh, what he did, I was watching CNN. Like, I was watching CNN when he went at those protesters. I saw that live, and it's like, like the man is about hate and promoting hate. These are some times in which you need to really be secure with your family and what your family values are and what you are teaching your children because that goes a long way. Like you said, the values you taught your daughter, if she didn't have those right now, she'd be in trouble being in the military and being a black woman. Man, it's been hard. I had to I had to kind of drill her into it. Like she... She snapped off on uh she snapped on her Facebook page a couple of times and mama had to kick in like, look, I know you wanna say what you wanna say. But however, you are a black lesbian woman with a wife in a in the military, and you are that makes you a target alone. So, oh, we do it on the mic around okay. here. There we go. <laughs> so and you cannot get a dishonorable discharge. That's worse than having a felony on your freaking record. So I'm going to need you to chill. And then if it's something in specific you want to say, send it to your mama. She'll put it out there for you. Well, he ain't playing because he's like, um, it's all about the flag. Yeah. Uh, converting it to the flag and that's straight bullshit. But going back, so that's a, that's a fucking villain of a fucking um, politician. Oh, we talking politics and beer. What the fuck? What's what? what what's the time on the podcast? Uh, fucking Lori Lightfoot, Lori fucking Lightfoot and J. B. Prisker, I believe, are mixed. The only politicians that got us into phase three on time, not early, and got our black asses safely to fucking. Phase three. They were the only, uh, and here's the thing. I know we talk a lot of shit about Lori. I know people talk a lot of shit about Lori Lightfoot and Pritzker. Chief Lori Moe. That's Auntie Lori right there, <laughs> y'all. Okay, I, I fucks with her. Chief Lori Moe. But they were, <laughs> Illinois was the only state to actually complete all the, the requirements for all the phases to get us, you know, out of, you know, to start opening up. All, a lot of other states started too early, which means their numbers started spiking. Pritzker took his time to do what needed to be done for Illinois. And I know I used to always say, I can't wait to get out of cricket noise. They always stealing my money and this and that. But then it's like, okay, you got this. Yeah, he's a billionaire. But the fact that he was like, look, I'm going to do this shit on my time. I want to make sure my people are safe. And he, he, he covered all requirements. And then Auntie Lori... I was like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, the state is open, but Chicago ain't open yet because I'm the mayor of this city. I was like, I like that gangster in her. Like, as um, as we all know, like, it's very rarely that the mayor of Chicago and the governor work this smoothly together. Exactly. And, like, whatever Lori has said, whenever she's, like, talks some shit to Trump, he's JB has backed her up and, like, I've watched uh, JB on, like, CNN, and it's like, yo, like, you know I ain't about them games. Like, yo, 
I I stick Lori Mo on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like when she said "fuck you" to Trump, but well, she didn't exactly say the words, but she kind of said it though. <laughs> I was like, dang, she gangster for real. Yeah, she's definitely gangster. Um. <laughs> okay, I, here's another villain. Okay, my people. You know I love my. You know I love my black people. I do. I love y'all, but some of y'all are villains. I'm gonna tell y'all why. Go ahead. If you agree with Candace Owens or Trump. You a fucking villain. I'm sorry. You a villain. Yes. Or if you are a conspiracy theorist as the fact that this George Floyd uh, death was a hoax, oh, you are yeah. a villain. Yeah, what's up? What's up with the motherfuckers out in Mantino? Uh-huh. You've tearing you've been tearing the ground down. Tearing the no Twitter. Twitter. Fuck you know what? I hate the fact that I shared the same last name with them. And I took a picture with them. Here's the thing. That's, you know what? Let's just put it out. Steam, hollow broom, fuck y'all out there, Mantino. So here's the thing. When we went, when my husband and I, we met some friends out there. Because um, one of the friends had kind of brewed a beer with them. And when we met the husband and wife, Blaine and Natalie, I didn't get that vibe from them initially. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It was cool. I was like, okay, cool. And this is back in October. So I put that out there. In the event that this picture pop up, I can't say, oh, my God, I forbid you, you're a hypocrite. I put it out there. We took a picture with them back in October of 2019. But when they, when she posted that bullshit, not only did she post, first of all, it came out that they, you know, was uh, spew some words with some protesters, and they tried to cover that story. But apparently somebody had went and did screenshots on her page, and then they later on came out from his page. So it's like, this is how y'all feel? Fuck y'all. Screw y'all. Like, you ain't, I ain't never got to step on that raggedy motherfucker ever again. And on top of that, y'all bitch tastes like ass. I said it. Ooh. Like, I applaud you for that. Like, you didn't, you, you didn't step away from that. You sacrificed your platform. Guess what? They could have got in contact with all these different type of breweries and y'all, you could have been totally shut down. Let me tell but you. But like you said... You didn't start this for the views. You didn't start this for the likes. You didn't start this. You started this because you like beer. You're a black woman before all of that. You're a mother before that. You're a wife before all of that. And as you can definitely tell outside of this fucking shit, I'm definitely a fan of your family. As you can tell, like, I'm so concerned about your daughter that's in the military serving, protecting my black ass sitting here drinking beer. <laughs> You know, I don't think any other brewery would have sided with the like this view Illinois and you sign with they ass, that right there, that right there will be basically the end of your shit as well. Cause one thing about it, word spreads fast. And their beer was already shit. So it was like, okay, we not really honestly, we not missing anything. Yeah, that's what like every like we, you know you get the fucking question. The, the fucking question you always getting all of these fucking diversity panels and all this like on the street and on your microphone outside of the microphone like what can we be doing wait how can black people go just make fucking good beer just make good beer and like and that's all and hire like, more black people outside of the bar put them in yeah. the brewery as well put them in the bre- yeah hire more black brewers yeah ding, ding. or here's the thing mm-hmm. give them more out give more opportunities and I wish, and I have said this again quite a few times, and I'm going to repeat myself again. There was a brewery, and there was two, that was actually two young black men who were interested in brewing. 
I cannot name the brewery because they send me a cease and desist letter to not blast them. And I'm broke as fuck, y'all. I don't have no money to be suing. I got a kid that still got to go through college. Me and Rise ain't got the money either. (laughs) So, as much as I I really would, but, you know, I can't. But, however, I can say this. So, I sent two young black men to the Pacific Brewery because they had had openings. These young black brewers were very qualified. They They came from different states, and they moved here in Illinois. And... They, and mind you, it's not one, it's not any of our favorites like that. I mean, it's not one of the ones that we all fuck with. Okay. Like, okay I'm going to say that. I'm going to put that. Okay. It, it ain't Maplewood. It ain't Rev. It ain't even Goose. I would say this. It's not Half Acre. It's not any of our major favorites. Right. You know, it's like our right. squad. Right. Right. It's like Western Suburbs. Okay. <laughs> I can say that much. But anyway, they got, a, they didn't get hired. Okay. But then I turn around and I, t- and I sent two no qualification young white men. They hired them both. Get the fuck out of here. On the spot. Fuck out of here. So then when I contacted them, I was like, you know what? I did that shit intentionally. You guys are full of shit. I said, oh, I'm going to put y'all shit out there. Next thing you know, I got hit with a six-inches letter. Oh, my God. Doing too much. Oh, my God. But what are you saying about Libby? Okay, so, you know... Second shift. I met Libby when she came with her and Steve came up uh, last year. It was so funny because she had put on Twitter uh, all the things that she wanted to do. And she kept saying, meet and hug after beer chick. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to go. I got to go meet her. So I went after work. And she's such an amazing, funny little woman. I just love her to death. But second shift, they make some really good beer. I really enjoy their, their IPAs and their stouts. Um, because they have this one stat, and I have to ask Libby what it is because they had it on 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 tap at the uh, at at off color, and what I really enjoyed about the stout because of the fact that my palate had changed so much, it wasn't too sweet, it wasn't bitter, it was just right there in the middle. It didn't have any adjuncts in it; it was just straight to the point. Um, second shift. And, you know, Libya has always hit me up, say, hey, what can I do to help, you know, help out with the community? And before all this kicked off, with this COVID, I was on my way to second shift in St. Louis in April because I was going to do a beer collab with them for Fresh Fest. She was like, come on down. And then we were going to do an I Am Craft Beer event that whole weekend. She had lined up all these minority-owned shops for a pop-up shop. Like, she was just setting it out there and, like, what can what black breweries can I hit up to, you know to offer support to? I'm like I'm loving like this was genuine. So anybody y'all fucking with second shift, y'all definitely need to because they're one of the genuine breweries I hear who are really trying to make a difference in this industry. Once again, going back to who you are aligning yourself with, what are you what are you holding these breweries accountable for? Like, yo, this is for the other content creators. This is for our peers. We we appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting us. But we guys are holding you guys accountable as well as ourselves. Guess what? I had to look in the mirror after listening to your podcast about uh, last week. Like, yo, are you going to sit on this? My thing is, check this out, y'all. Believe it or not, I go to church every week. More power to you, my brother. Like, I get out of church at 10, 15, 
I'm at the tap room at a fucking 11. Wait, what church, <laughs> what black church you going to that you got to church by 10 15? <laughs> you know, you know the most black go, church. I'll go to a black church. Oh, that's why. Because, you know, black churches don't start at the 10 and they don't end at the 2. I'll so it's like, to, wait a minute, hold I'll up. I'll go to a black church. Shout out. Oh, okay. Shout out my daddy is a deacon. There you go. Okay. My there you daddy go. is a deacon. I don't go to a black church. But the thing is, like, like the thing is, as I'm sorry, I'm look. My thing is, we all supporting each other. We all listening to one another. And yo, I am gonna get the brother listens to um, the sis at the bar and listens to this podcast that drinks the IPA. But for these other black podcasters and content creators that are my peers and my mentors and my mentees, who are you aligning aligning yourself with? Are they responsible? Are they helping you out? And second shift is doing that. And so call them out. They're down in St. Louis. I've uh, brewed a couple of beers this week. I've been talking to the brewers of people, and they, them, they've been telling me, like, yo, they have very good, flavorful, sessionable things. Mm-hmm. So, yo, this is the kind of time. Go down to um, wherever you can get them available and get some second shift brewing. I also want to make mention, you know, people think, some people think like, oh my God, are you on bed with Revolution and Goose Island? No, I'm not. They they don't pay me anything. I'm not on anybody's payroll. So what you hear is what you get. Revolution and Goose Island. Yeah, what's the connect? Look, straight up, what's the connect with Rev? With your connect with Rev? John is, they're just really good people. Like I do shit and they was like, hey, how can we help you? Like it's just straight up. Like it's no... They never ask me for anything in return. It's like, hey, we want to hook you up, and you know, you it is what it is, and that's why it, it's just a genuine thing. You know what I'm saying? And people have asked me like, oh, what's up with you? I'm like, hold on, it's just some genuine shit. Like John, when it all started when I made that tweet about um, wanting to be a brewer for the day, they were the first ones to reach out. I was like, hey, you can come over here and do it. My mom calls me right, mm-hmm. and so. Oh, you got a box. And so, you know how it is when you first, like, once you got into it, like, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody would probably send me some beer or, you know, it's probably something from, from Goose Island, you mm-hmm. know. I was amazed. Revolution just sent me some stuff. They're just genius. And it's people. like, I don't work for them. Right. Like, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the place I work at. I don't have to, like, say it. Everybody knows a like, I'm a we gonna fan. talk about them in a second. Like we don't have to. They, they good. No, 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 they they good. No, they no, good. no. I know they are. But here's the thing: when it comes to them, I get asked a lot of questions, and I'm always defending them because of the fact that it's like, oh, well, they were bought out by Big Beer, and I have to, I have to say it. Yes, they were bought out by Big Beer, but they still have small beer culture. Yes, and. People ask, have since this whole started, oh, my God, they've been quiet. No, Goose Island has not been quiet. Goose Island has made moves behind the scenes that they don't necessarily. They're still making moves. And they don't have, and here's the thing, I can respect the moves that they make because they're actual moves. They don't have to showboat, you know, for everybody. So when I see them making these moves, it's like, I ain't got shit to say because they doing it already. I must say, um, I'm going to leave this alone after this. They are genuine. I appreciate that, too. That's why That's why I felt like I had to say because I know you work for me. You know, people say, oh, he biased. But no, for me, it's like I got to kind of put it out there. Like, 
they genuine with their moves, and, and I'm digging it. So no, I'm not gonna say anything about Goose. So by them taking time to think about how they're gonna move, um, they're also a hero of the pandemic. But guess what? I got Afro beard chick, brother at the bar. Ah. Two black podcasters, two black content creators. Like, my hero, the fucking pandemic has been the versus battles, goddammit. Not, not the one with Teddy. Teddy, <laughs> I got it in my name. Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Man, I was so mad with that one. Like, oh, God, Teddy, get it together. <laughs> Teddy's trying to do too goddamn much. <laughs> my favorite one, and it was so funny because, like, with Erica and Jill. I had put it out there. I was like, I had tweeted about it before they announced. I was like, man, I would love to see Erica and Jill do this verse, you know, do a battle. And two days later, I was like, oh, Erica and Jill doing the verses battle. Yes. I, hope, I hope this fucking podcast don't go two hours. But peep, Erica and Jill uh, versus battle. I was so upset. Um, man. Did you miss it? You can go on YouTube. I, I, I've always had all sexy and I might get all sexy go ahead I've always had a thing for Jill, big Jilly from Philly I've it's some all, plus size divas man you're so cushion man. you have so much cushion look at me like look at me I'm a fucking six one one fifty. what the fuck I'm gonna do with another boy but so it's always the skinny ones that love the big girls so my I'm, thing was I was pulling for Jill Scott right I'm pulling for Jill Scott. And I had just went to go see this concert in Milwaukee with fucking Erica Badu. And it was the fucking worst concert ever. Right? Why? Like she comes out and she's like, yo, I'm, she names all her fucking nicknames. I'm big mama, mama, and I'm baby mama too. And all this different shit. And, Guess what? It's like three generations of people here, and your mama was freaking to my music to have me. And, the, and then she comes out, and she starts beating on these fucking drums, doing all this fucking weird ass shit. Then I'm fucking down in Milwaukee at this place, and the only beer they got is three one two, right? And I'm paying fucking eight nine dollars for fucking three one two. You know I don't pay fucking eight nine dollars for Goose Island three one two. Goose Island, I love you, but at that point I'm gonna drink water. So and at that point, of course I'm buying the shit, right? Shout out, fault. shout out, shout out to my bosses. Shout out to my bosses. I was buying the shit, but like, and it was like a terrible ass concert. Then you come on the versus battle. I'm pulling from Big Jilly from Philly. God, Jill Scott. But I'm pulling, and then Erica comes through, and she fucking slayed her. But no, here's the thing. No, see, here's the thing. You're looking at it wrong. That one, if anything, was not a true versus battle because it was not one greater over the other. They both, here's the thing. You cannot, for me, because I'm a neo-soul. Like, I tell my husband, it's so funny. I tell my husband all the time, like, look, if they have an R&B uh, trivia or Neo Soul Battle, you gotta put me in because I swear to God, I'm just gonna slay it. They have two different styles. Erica is a funk, scientific type style, which I'm digging. And then Jill is the straight up, she's what is really considered to be the Neo Soul. So it's really not a battle, it was more of a 
combination of the two. But however, you know what I did learn recently listening to Quest Love podcast. So you know the "You Got Me" song, yeah that that Erica song on. Of course, it was originally Jill had wrote the hook for. Jill did not know that Erica was singing on that song until she heard it on the radio. Yep, they called me J I L L S C O T E. Yeah. So before that battle, hey, are we gonna get sued for that, right? I don't know. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. No. He does not own the copyrights of his song. Thank you. <laughs> um, the uh, I have this dope on my Google playlist. I have a this dope Jill versus Erica uh, playlist that goes back and forth between the two. Man, it's just like the energy that's there. So, man, that was a good battle. I love the fucking ludicrous Nelly nope. fucking battle. Nope. That shit was hilarious. Because Nelly is like... The new fucking Teddy Riley. That motherfucker was doing way too much. Uh, Nelly had cricket wireless. <laughs> it was like, dude. Like, dude. Like, dude, what the dude hell? fucking cricket, man. He had cricket. No, you know what? I'm going to even go back even further. Nelly had prime code before it was prime. Sprint. <laughs> prime code with the purple alien. Yes. That's how fucking old I am. <laughs> You ain't right. that old, Sam. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm old as hell. How old are you, Sam? Like, I'm 45. Damn, you older than me? Yeah, I'm older. I just, to... turned, I just turned 45. Um, uh, my mom looks like 45, and she's like, like I got good genes. I'm wow. blessed. Wow, I, I thought I was older than you. Mm-mm. I'm 41. No. I just turned 41 in March. No, I'm 45 years old. We old as hell, aren't we? Now Two we, old black beer drinkers. Man, shit. IPAs keep a motherfucker fresh. Keep a I brother know, right? fresh, right? Man. So, hero. Hero of the pandemic. I am here with Afro Beer Chick. This chick talks beer podcast. Uh, she has a new podcast coming out where she's talking bourbon. That hit today. That hit today. Hit this morning. Uh, all of you who are listening to me probably listening to her already so um check those out have you had a chance to listen to the Dave Chappelle oh man I loved it I love how raw you know what what I loved about that that one and yes it made people it made people uncomfortable but it needed to happen and it also put me in mind of the old comedy like we're raw and Richard Pryor, they just said whatever they wanted to say. They didn't give a damn who they offended. That was what comedy was. Because think about it. If they was to perform that type of skit now, so many people would be in the uproar. So, yeah, I was digging it. And I love the fact how he went at Candace Owens. Um, the thing was with Dave Chappelle was, like, it was me. It was like, it was me motherfucking talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was me talking. It was like, not a rich black man, but a hard-working brother that just couldn't get fucking ahead for some reason, you know? Or, you know, Dave didn't take, oh, let's be peaceful. Like, I ain't gonna lie. After the protest, you know, my platform, like what I was saying, I go to church, and so... Like my thing was, let's pray for the community, for the healing, 
or things like that, you know. Mine's kind of changed. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's always going to be like that because um, moving forward, I've been that guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, I've been to jail. I've been, like, uh, and blessed for opportunities. I'm a prodigal child. I've seen the ups and downs of the shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, and moving forward, I was like, yo, let's pray for my community. But... Dave, but Dave Chappelle, back to Dave Chappelle, that was me talking. You know, he was like, I don't give a fuck what that nigga did. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, you know, it was like he loved that brother. And it was like, yo, guess what? This is me talking about another brother. And guess what? Y'all not going to understand that. This ain't for y'all. You can watch and try to learn, you know, and... Dave Chappelle is hella fucking political. He's always been political. He's mm. always, and guess what? Dave Chappelle has very, like, guess what? He always, he always calls out Bradley Cooper, motherfucker. You know, like, <laughs> he always lets him know that his fucking best friend is a fucking white guy. And his fucking, and he brings him along to the White House to meet Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. And then, guess what? He may not understand things the way Bradley Cooper and that's that and the third, but like, the Dave Chappelle fucking, I don't know what it was because I don't know if it was a comedy. It was just a talk. It was just, it was straight to the point. It was some shit that needed to be said. And for me, you know, everybody, here's it. I'm not trying to offend anybody's religion at all, I, I, but I just, me being honest, my position has changed so much because when you really, like for me, when you look at everything that we've gone through and everything we've gone through, but the facts are the facts. Like, you know, I've been battling Christians for the past two weeks. And then, and I always stumped them. Like, you know, Christianity benefited most from racism. It grew because of racism. That's what it is. Let's just put it out there, you know. So then, you know, you have people, people who are outspoken and then people who use those platforms, they get canceled for speaking, you know, the truth of what's going on in racism. So it was like, this is shit that needed to be said. And if you're not willing to put your platform on the line for the truth, then it's like you're just a waste of space at this moment. So, like, I've been looking like, okay, people talk about, oh, I'm, 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 I've asked, where's uh, Jay-Z at? Remember, we were just beyond kneeling when he was trying to get his seat at the NFL table. He ain't came in. He ain't got his money. Cap is still without a fucking job. Man, but yet they're quite as, oh, well, they've been donating. See, here's the thing. I'm not impressed by donations. They can go and give $250 million today. It's easy for people like that who have the money to throw. You can easily throw, throw the money for the perception. But are you willing to risk your platform for justice? If you're not willing to do that, I ain't rocking with you. You have definitely done that. Uh, Afro beer check. This chick talks beer podcast. You've been tearing it up on Twitter all week. I've been very excited to have you. Fucking rides has fucking been like a fucking like kid in a candy store. <laughs> I mean, I fucking have like excited like the motherfucker been texting me all fucking week. Like we're very sorry we haven't had a stout here for you, That's Afro fine. beer chick. Um, I'm sorry we haven't had the fucking typical fucking questions about what fucking product you use in your fucking hair. Even though my girlfriend <laughs> who rocks a fucking mean ass sexy Afro herself. Yes. Uh, um, 
She definitely was like, yeah, answer that shit. Like, yo, oh, look. So your girl, I'm gonna ask, look. As a shade moisture, but like nope. that shit fucking costs too fucking much. And it ain't even black owned. So let me look, I'm gonna break, I'm gonna keep it simple to you, girl. I hope you listening. I went old school the second time around because I had a big chop in my hair back in 2018, because all them YouTube videos got me buying shit I didn't need for my hair, and my hair broke off real bad. So I went to Luster Six S Curl for moisturizer. And I use a Reagan Sana, which is black-owned and is organically made leave-in conditioner for my daily moisturizing routine. And my hair has flourished ever since. Well, I have a quarantine afro myself. I've been you, I've been doing the mane and tail, uh, and uh, what have I? The avocado spritz. The avocado spritz. Uh, the the oh, avocado yeah. spritz in this fucking hair. So. Like I've been saying, these are the heroes and the the villains of the pandemic. You are definitely a hero of the pandemic. Um, you sharpen me. You sharpen myself. Um, you sharpen these breweries. Like fucking like, don't nobody want to fucking catch this heat. Don't don't nobody want to be the next hollow steam. I want to I want to thank steam you. Steam high, yeah, steam high. What the fuck? Whatever. Fuck them. Like fuck whatever them. the fuck their name is. Like. <laughs> Uh, fuck them. Fuck them people down the street. Like, they claim they fucking love where you live, whatever the fuck they are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, fuck them. Uh, but I want to thank you for, like, coming on. I know you've been, like, all on showing your receipts. Thank you. Because I know you've been busy. Who was that? Daddy Porter? Uh, yeah. Daddy Porter, I was on his podcast last week, and that you know that was that was dope. But I also want to, I gotta give a shout out to my syndicate family, um, especially up there in Minneapolis. They have been very active in the protests up there since day one. And actually, where George Floyd was killed at the street, Chicago 38th and Chicago Avenue, one of um, my syndicate family members live on that block, which is right like you can see the store from her house. So shouts out to Nazreen and James and Phil and and L for you know putting in that work up there in Minneapolis and of course you know Black Beer Travelers you know he's been doing his thing out there in San Diego and and Nikki and and Virginia and Mickey here so it's like I gotta give shouts out to my family because they've been doing it big things oh so, yeah all right so with that said I want to thank. Everybody for tuning in. I know this was a little longer than usual. I know I try to try to keep it to a point where it's like within an hour, but good content is fucking good content. It's fucking Afro beer chick, and she's fucking like drinking fucking half acre. Patrick Doig, we drinking your shit, bro. Bowden, we drinking beer versus astronauts right now. We just letting the shit ride. Uh, Raz is having a fucking good time. Um, just going over my notes, these breweries that's distilling the uh, the hand sanitizer, all the local fundraisers, they should pay for everything that you do. These CNAs, the grocery store workers, the cashiers, people that are not the fucking police and fire workers, there are other people. Like, they do an important job, too. But just the people who don't get the credit. Right about now, we're saying fuck you to fucking Trump. Fucking fuck you, Carol Baskin. Uh, uh, people that's fucking like not fucking washing your hands wash your fucking hands 20 seconds 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G, motherfucker, all the way to Z, and then backwards. And then the, anyone that's showing fucking bad media fucking coverage, you know. True. So, Facts. So I got Afro beard chick, brother at the bar. My job is to get more brothers at the bar. So listen to this podcast. I want to thank everybody. It seems like I listen to this podcast. I'm always thanking people. I'm always thanking people. Well, guess what? It's always going to happen because I'm living a dream right now. It's because of people like Afro Beard Chick. It's because of great fucking breweries. Shout out to Half Acre. Um, I'm going to have you guys back on. Patrick, you was a fucking amazing, bro. We drinking Bowden. Brother at the bar, Afro Beard Chick. Pastor Dream Podcast. Love you guys. Bye.